Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late-night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd. Coming up, three major Democratic candidates are taking on Republican Josh Hawley to represent Missouri in the U.S. Senate. And the state's Democratic Party is debating whether having a primary is helpful or hurtful for the candidates' 2024 chances. I think it's really important that we don't um, kind of spread all of the support out, spread all of the funds. You know, we already don't, it's already tough to to raise money for a campaign. We'll hear how Missouri Democrats are gearing up for next year's campaign. And the Kansas City Royals finished the regular season on Sunday with one of the worst records in baseball. But fans are more worried about what they'll lose if and when the team leaves Kauffman Stadium. It's arguably right up there with, as far as beautiful with the fountains, everything, the crown vision is fantastic and it's just a classic stadium. We'll hear what those diehard fans think about the prospects for a new Kansas City ballpark. But first, some headlines. Two Kansas City corrections officers are on unpaid leave after beating a man in their custody earlier this month. KCUR's George Russell reports Mayor Quentin Lucas's office released videos of the incident on Friday. In 11 surveillance videos from the municipal court building, an unnamed inmate is seen handcuffed and later in leg shackles and in a wheelchair. The inmate, who had points kicks and spits at officers, is pepper sprayed, surrounded and punched by multiple officers at once, and pushed to the ground. Lucas reacted in a press release saying, quote, No matter the provocation, I'm disturbed by the behavior displayed by two corrections officers towards a city detainee. He said the Kansas City Police Department is investigating the matter. More than 500 Missouri school districts have received thousands of dollars in school safety grants, including several in the Kansas City area. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports on Governor Mike Parson's announcement. Parson approved $50 million for a second round of the School Safety Reimbursement Grant Program. This round of funding was also available to non-public schools. Schools can use the grants to make security upgrades like door locks and monitoring systems or to purchase supplies like EpiPens and defibrillators. Kansas City Public Schools and the Lee Summit, Independence, and Hickman Mills School Districts all receive the maximum award of $300,000. We'll be back after this. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley is running for a second term representing Missouri next year, and a crowded field of Democratic challengers are seeking to oust the Republican. But Jason Rosenbaum reports Democrats are torn about whether a competitive primary is a blessing or an unnecessary waste of time and resources. Maureen Jordan has been a Lucas Kuntz supporter for a long time. The Manchester resident and head of the Chesterfield Township Democrats was sold on Kuntz after having coffee with him during the early days of his first campaign for the U.S. Senate. And while she's sticking with Kuntz for his 2024 Senate bid, Jordan conceded that things became more tricky for her 
after St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell jumped into the race. I remember introducing um, Wesley as our beloved county prosecutor. And when he announced, I sadly had to text him and say, you know how fond I am, you know, but I had been following Lucas since 2021. And it's like Solomon in the Bible. You're asking us to split the baby. In some respects, Jordan's anecdote highlights a conundrum for Missouri Democrats. At this early juncture in the campaign, Democrats are having to choose between Kuntz, Bell, and State Senator Carla May for the right to take on Holly. In a state that has moved solidly Republican and off the radar of some prognosticators who follow national politics, some Democrats, like State Representative Michael Burton, see a contested primary as a resource-draining enterprise. I think it's really important that we don't um, kind of uh, spread all of the support out, spread all of the funds. You know, we already don't. It's already tough to, to raise money for a campaign. But while Burton thinks his fellow Democrats should back Kuntz, others don't see a primary as a hindrance. Paul Khalil, a Bell supporter, says it could make the eventual winner stronger. There should be a process where the people interested in running for the Senate as a Democrat have to first clear that hurdle. It helps them as a candidate sharpen their message and connect with the people they're going to be representing. And State Representative Lakeisha Bosley, a Maybacker, says a primary could provide some excitement for a Missouri Democratic Party that's had several down election cycles in a row. You know, this also gives us opportunity to do voter engagement and get people outside to rally them around a candidate. So I don't think of it as a problem. If anything, I think of it as a solution for us to get higher voter turnout and get more people engaged uh, in the process and actually vote. For the most part, the candidates running for Senate aren't that interested in the navel-gazing exercise over whether a primary is good or bad. Instead, they're trying to lay the groundwork for a successful primary and general election campaign. In addition to leading the pack in fundraising, Kuntz is touting his organized labor endorsements, including backing from the influential Missouri AFL-CIO. What this all comes down to is winning. We need to win one for working people. Again, they understand the way that I grew up. I grew up in a working class neighborhood, and my entire life is about serving that neighborhood and, uh, and working towards supporting it. May, though, isn't persuaded by arguments that Missouri Democrats should rally around Kuntz. She notes that she's been able to win tough primaries in the past, despite being outspent. Well, if you know my history, they have not met Carla May, <laughs> because they always underestimate. And I am a strong candidate in my history in this state, and my record speaks for itself. Bell says his history of piecing together racially diverse coalitions and boosting turnout of Democratic voters makes him a strong contender to take on Holly. Historically, when you when you have a contested primary, it does tend it it has shown that it brings out more votes in the general. So um, we're just going to continue start our message and and take our message across the state regardless. As for Holly, he has more money on hand than any of the candidates running to replace him. But he's consistently said he expects a costly re-election bid, especially if Democratic donors decide to shower money on whoever prevails in the August 2024 primary. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. (laughs) 
the Kansas City Royals tied at their record for season losses on Saturday night. But talk in Kansas City has been less about the lack of winning and more about where a new baseball stadium should go. Greg Eklund reports for KCUR, many fans are unifying over what will be lost when the Royals change zip codes. Make no mistake, Daniel Ambler of Lewisburg, Kansas, is excited about a new stadium in the Royals' future, but he's wary of what the team is calling a ballpark district that will surround both possible sites in downtown Kansas City and North Kansas City. While tailgating with friends before a recent home game, Ambler says his tradition could be severely curtailed. I think that's the thing I'll miss most is being able to hang out with friends in the parking lot beforehand and, you know, you and, you know, 50,000 of your closest friends. Another problem, Ambler says, neither of the recently released renderings includes one of Kauffman Stadium's most iconic features that huge outfield crown that doubles as a scoreboard. It's arguably right up there with, um, as far as beautiful with the fountains, everything, the crown vision is fantastic and it's just a classic stadium. Ambler's not alone. Even after months of new stadium hype from the team's official channels, the only things fans can seemingly agree on is what they'll miss most about the old home field. Ambler says he'll keep going to games no matter how many Royals losses pile up, but the number of people turning out has declined. Out of 30 Major League teams, the Royals rank 28th in attendance this season. Piper, birthday girl. Piper Hahn of Wichita celebrated her birthday this year with friends in the Kauffman Stadium parking lot. Hahn likes the prospects of the downtown location, but she too is disappointed by reduced tailgating space. That's a bummer because you spend a lot more money having to go to all the bars. So I'll miss tailgating and I'll miss Crown Vision, but it looks like it's going to be cool. On this day, it was a Negro Leagues-themed giveaway that drew her out to Kaufman. I wanted to come get a Monarchs jersey for my birthday and also go watch the Royals, and we figured we might make a day of it. Han's birthday plan is consumer behavior that Western Kentucky University professor Rick Grieve calls common. He's researched fan behavior and thinks baseball games are particularly conducive for such gatherings. Why are you sitting here in these seats? Why are you coming to the games? Uh, Those kind those those clusters of motivations will drive people there. Once the shine has worn off a new stadium and its surrounding areas, Greaves says those motivations are what keep people coming back, but they're not guaranteed. Amenities will make it so that fans are interested in coming. Um, I don't know if amenities keep them coming. He cites a hypothetical example. We built the new 500-foot scoreboard, right? So I, I need to go see the 500-foot scoreboard. Now I've seen it once. I don't know if I need to keep going to it. Still, more stuff to do around a new stadium appeals to fan Michael Fields of Kansas City. He likes the idea of new businesses springing up near the possible downtown site. There's not really a lot of restaurants right in this Computer area specifically, but downtown, that'd be a big boom to downtown. That boon is exactly the image the Royals have been peddling to fans, taxpayers, and government officials for months. Without a winning season since 2015 and with more than 100 losses in three of the last six seasons, that's a hard sell. The team now hopes to announce a site by April when public funding for the stadium could go before voters. Regardless of which location they choose, 
fans have come to realize a fond farewell to Kauffman Stadium is imminent. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Greg Eklund. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox. To read Jason's story about Missouri's Democratic Senate race and Greg's story about the Royals, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.